This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury, Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, Rent the classic! Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Are you not entertained? I am a golden god! I am a golden god! Hey, Russell, don't jump. And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were... I'm on drugs! <laughs> Russell, I think we should work on those last words! Okay! Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. This is better. Last words. I dig music. I'm on drugs! <laughs> Look, just come on down and we'll go back to the hotel. Okay. Jump! Jump! Uh, yeah, so let's talk about it. Um, you want to start, Eric? Yeah, man, I, this was my first time seeing this movie. I've been saying really? that a lot lately. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I slept on it. I mean, I know this was a big deal. This is like one of the, one of those films that's considered like, you know, best of the decade or, you know, yeah. at least in the, in the yeah. top 10. So, yep. um, I, I was happy, uh, to have added it to my repertoire, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, I will watch it again. I want to watch it with uh, my wife because she was not up at 5 a.m. to see this thing like I was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked, uh, man, just the performances were spot on. The direction was spot on. Um, and it gave me the warm fuzzies. That's what I'm looking for in these movies, yep. man. It, it hit me in my soft, gooey nougat center. <laughs> so uh, for me, this is going to this is gonna get a solid... I'm going to say 4.3 out of 5 stars. Excellent. I it, it makes me so happy when when I can I can drop a movie that you haven't seen that you know either of you both of you and and that and you dig it. Um it's cool. So Absolutely. I, I can completely respect that. So 
Mr. O'Rourke. Um, so I know I've seen this movie before, but I didn't remember it at all. So it felt like the first time I watched it. Cool. Um, Feels like the first time. The very first time. Um, I, I quite enjoyed it. I loved all the, the, the people young and early in their careers. Uh, and it was a fun story and, you know, brought a lot of like painful memories up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so There you I, go. I relate. I think I'm going to go near Eric. I'll go with the 4-2 on this. Excellent. That's great to hear. Um, yeah. So, yeah, again, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, yeah, you may have seen it, but you didn't remember it and, and you dug it. So that, that definitely makes me happy. It's good. So, um, for me, yeah, I mean, again, this is, this is my top 10 um, because it touches and, and you guys already touched on a lot of it. I mean, it's the feels for me. It hits yeah. me right in the feels. I'm, I'm an emotional guy when it comes to movies. I mean, even narrating shit like this, I, I either start smiling or I start goosebumping or I start choking up, you know, just like thinking about shit. Um, just a quick tangent. I, I, had re- I had mentioned to Joe and Eric that I'm rewatching Lost for the fourth time. My problem watching that, it, it's because of, of the feels. I start crying preemptively. I'm in season one and I'm thinking about shit that's happening in season <laughs> yeah. six and I'm already <laughs> crying yeah. about it. It's just the way I am, you know. I, I, I get that totally. Yeah, so this movie does that for me. Um, again, as Joe mentioned, it bring it brings back some some memories, maybe some painful and and some not. Um, you know, because I mean, I'm not directly from that era, but I'm close enough. Uh, but yeah, it also reminds me of 15 year old me. There's no question about that. Minus the drive of wanting to be a rock writer, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, it just touches me on every level. Um, and it, it's so well crafted. Cameron Crowe is definitely a hero of mine. I, I dig all of his stuff. Even Elizabeth Town. A lot of people shit on that movie. I like that movie. Um, you know. So yeah, this is a four point seven for me. Nice. Because it's it it means that much to me on so many different levels. So yeah, four point seven. Heck yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely recommend this is a must watch for most people. And I, again, the last time I'll bring it up, I would recommend a theatrical version first. Watch yeah. that, and then if you really feel like watching it a second time, watch the, the bootleg cut. Uh, because as Joe mentioned off air earlier today, it's it wasn't awkward at all. Like there wasn't yeah, a, a place like where you said, ah, oh, he jammed this in. It's like it's not like they just added the deleted scenes. No, it felt good. Like it, you know, like it, it, it felt like it was normal at that time. Exactly. That it's a well crafted movie. It's long, yeah. but it's a well crafted movie, even in the bootleg version. But I would recommend a theatrical cut because you don't really miss anything in the end, um, and and you know then expand yourself to to the uh, bootleg version. Why does the floor move? As our guest of honor this evening, what is your rating for Ma- uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and why? Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm struggling with this because, you know, the heart wants to just go all in, right? But realistically, it's not perfect, obviously, for all the things that we talked about. But it is one of the best of all time still. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a 4.75. Nice. That Strong. Completely acceptable. Absolutely. You nailed it. And, Joe. you know... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, like... Oh, go ahead. It, it holds up every single time. It, it never... Yes. It's never disappointing. It's like, oh, let's watch Raiders. Oh, no, I don't want to watch it's Raiders. Exactly. It's like, it's like yep. yeah, let's watch Raiders. Okay. Yeah, it's... Not for sure. Um... I hadn't watched this movie in a long time. I mean, I remembered it, but like I said, I have the same thing with like most trilogies where I can't remember what happened in what movie. <laughs> like, right. it's just 
they all blend together over time. Uh, but I was very, you know, much pleasantly, you know, surprised by how much I still enjoyed this movie. Uh, aside from, you know, the Ghostbusters scene at the end, like, that was the one part of like, come on, the rest of me is fucking perfect. Gotta do this bullshit. And the fact that I know what's coming next in the beginning of the, ne- the next movie, uh, where it gets real cartoonish. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kali Ma. But anyways, um, I'll probably I'll probably go like a four point four on this. Four point nice. four, still respectable. Mm-hmm. Cool, Doug. What say you, man? All right. Well, first to Joe's point about the second movie, just real quick, a piece of trivia. There were a ton of scenes or ideas for scenes for Raiders that didn't make the cut that ended up in Temple of Doom. Hmm. and that could be why because they didn't make the cut in Raiders for one reason or for the reason that maybe they shouldn't have been made but um, anyway um, yeah this movie is again it it means so much to me nostalgically like I said it's my graduation year I remember going to see it I saw it with my dad too Um, it gives me the warm fuzzies every single time I watch it every single time I even think about it um I'll also throw in, when we talked about John Williams earlier, I, I might have mentioned this. My son, Tim, and I, my oldest son, Tim, and I saw John Williams conduct the Boston Symphony Orchestra wow. um, a few years ago, about four years ago. Uh, and it was, a, it was a John Williams night. So they did his music, and he told stories about the scores of the movies and even did um, had scenes playing in the background. So they played the music live. Uh, with the scene, so it was the coolest thing. So that's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it was a it was like a night I will never ever forget. And, and because of a dear friend that I worked with, we got front row seats. I have some pictures. I, I, I we're like ten feet away from John Williams. Holy like, crap! It, 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 it's the the most amazing thing. But I'm bringing that up just because you know he scored my life. I, I said that, and this movie is is a big part of that. So I mean, I'm going all out. I am putting this at a four point nine, folks. For yes. Me. Yes. Because it means it means that much for for me. Even though, like, if I were to rank my movies, it wouldn't be it, it's top ten. But again, I I I want to rate these based on categories and based on the feels. And for me, that's what this movie does, even more so than Star Wars, because it's held up for me more than Star Wars. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got. I love that man. Um, yeah, for me. This movie is its the apex of everything I love about Spielberg and George Lucas. Like, it's like they're, you know, Michael Jordan in the early 90s era of filmmaking for me. Um, it's just, they're, they're firing on all cylinders. As collaborators, as, as a director, as a producer, as a writer, like, just everything clicked. Um, which is, it's frustrating when you... Like I said, you get into the Lucas of things later on. Um, but he just brought to it the perfect element um, of of reverence for the stuff that he loved growing up. Like the serials we talked about and all that. I didn't grow up with that stuff, man. So, like, Indiana Jones was my serial. You know yeah. what I mean? It was my yep. way into that. Um, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I just... This is another one of those films that's, like, a huge part of my DNA. Um I can't not watch it when it's on. It's hugely entertaining. Um, still holds up. And I'm right there with Doug. This is getting a 4.9 from me. It's almost perfect. There um, you go. You know, the, like you said, the score is unbelievable. The editing, the cinematography. Um, and just the way it makes you feel, man. Like, it's just the, the highs and lows, the swells of emotion. Like, it's, it's unbeatable. So, yes. Raiders, 4.9 nearly perfect film this may actually be the highest ranked movie so far it is oh yeah, it, it, it definitely board, is yeah. we've had we've had movies that fit in the mid fours to mid to upper fours but this is number one now yeah oh and yeah. i didn't even mention it earlier like i don't know how i like completely blew my mind on this but uh in the very first like uh series of scenes where they're in the, the rainforest mm-hmm. there's a banyan tree yeah, yeah, yeah yes, I know. You're right. I'm surprised you didn't mention it, but 
I, for, I, for, I did notice it. And I, yeah. you know, I, whenever I see a banyan tree in a movie or anywhere, I, you are my thought. I'm just letting you know that. You're in Hell my brain, yeah. you fucker. Hell okay. yeah, like my. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I don't even well, know what I, a banyan tree is. And <laughs> frank, oh, frankly, I feel good about oh, it. No. Oh, it's the coolest like, fucking tree on the earth. You did it. I doubt it. I doubt no, it. it. No, it is. No, no, no it is tree. pretty cool, dude. Cool you should read up tree. on him. Don't let Joe describe it. You should read up on him. No. <laughs> Joe has a love, and I, I understand Joe's love. I mean, they're native to Florida, so... Oh, well, then I'm definitely... Joe's... No, I'm anti-Banyan. Oh, they're actually <laughs> not native to Florida. They just no, got not here. <laughs> well, yes, okay, but they are, they are... They're native to Southeast Asia. They're popular in Florida, exactly, but they are really cool trees. You, Blake, if you, when you look up Banyan tree, when you see it, you'll go, oh, yeah, of course. It's, that's... it's also called a strangler fig. Yeah, it's really cool. Anyway... Um, so before we go, Blake, what do you want to plug, sir? I want to plug Please. the fact I'm looking at up at a banyan tree right now. <laughs> oh, What's a banyan so tree? Cool. I'm telling you. Let cool me look at this banyan tree. Uh, that's kind of tight. Yeah. Right? Uh, but it's also like messed up. So for that they reason. Have, <laughs> like they can literally be acres big. Like they can go over an acre in size because they grow down with vertical, uh, roots. My doctor told me that the other day. I could be acres big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say the banyan tree is cool, but it also because it can get so big, it's a nuisance. So for that reason, I give it a three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. Uh, as far as actual plugs, uh, I do a weekly show about guitar stuff, kind of, sort of. Kind of pizza, yeah, and and pizza, where I interview people from the guitar world, and we talk about aliens and um, their diet, otters and otters and sleep paralysis. Do you know how much I'm on the otter stuff, Blake? Like I I point out the fucking nefarious nature of those fucking animals to anybody who will listen now. They're so bad. They're so bad. Of a bit young, and they are. I've read up on it after she yeah. told us about it. Yeah. I, otters, man, read up on them. They are they are nasty, nasty animals. They're terrible. Ahead, Blake, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack that, but I had to bring it up. <laughs> I learned that a, on the Tone Mob podcast. It's, so please listen to it. Nobody here. While my people are talented scientists, our attempt to operate our own technologies under tactical simulation have been disastrous. I have raised Ceres on Zeta frequency. Mathazar, it might be. We helpful. meet again, Commander. Hello, Ceres. How you doing? Uh, better than my lieutenant. He failed to activate the ship's neutron armor as quickly as I'd hoped on our last encounter. Yeah, well, you know, I'd, I'd like to say I'm real sorry about what happened before. The whole thing was just a. a <laughs> Just a misunderstanding. Deliver the device to me, or I will destroy your ship. You know, um, we'd like to do that, but frankly, Sarah, sir, we don't know what it is or even where it is. You have ten seconds. I, I don't, ten seconds, I don't, there, you know, okay. Gosh darn it, I give up. It's yours, you can have it. You have to give me a minute to put it in a box for you. Okay? Gwen. Dealt with this guy before. He's as stupid as he is ugly. Come here. Jason. Not now, Gwen. No. Sit, 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 sit. Send everything we can in, all right? Jason. Not now, Gwen. Push these red buttons and send everything we have towards you, okay? Okay. All right, Gwen. Put me back on. Well, I'm trying to tell you, you are back. Perhaps I'm not as stupid as I am ugly, Commander. Gave you the kill gesture. Yeah, no, you gave me the word dead signal. I was agreeing with you. Like, I know where the hold button is. Hey, guys. Th there's a red uh, thingy moving toward the green thingy. What? Red thingy moving toward the green thingy. I think, I think we're the green thingy. A little present for you, Commander. We gotta get out of here, move this ship, turn it, move it! Alright, so, uh, Eric, how do you feel about this movie? I mean, who doesn't love a Tim Allen movie with catchphrases in space to infinity and beyond? 
Never give up. <laughs> never surrender. Um, yes. I love this movie, man. It's I I kept saying this is better than it should be, or better than it has any right to be. Um, the stars kind of aligned on it from the special effects. Stan Winston, you said, which is you know now that now that I know that that's the guy, it all makes sense. Um, it was just a funny, like well written, heartfelt script, and uh, it worked on a lot of levels for me. So with that said. I'm going to give this movie a solid 3.9 out of 5 stars. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of what you said already, Joe and Eric, is, is how I feel about it. This movie was fun, like I said, from start to finish. It had the feels in the right places. It wasn't, they weren't overused. They were done very well. Um, special effects, everything, the acting. I'm not the biggest Tim Allen fan, but he pulled it off in the end. And it was funny. We mentioned how Ramis pulling out when he, uh, when he, when Tim Allen was was signed on afterwards. How Ramis said that he did a great job with it. So, um, so yeah. I mean, all that said, I I will also give it a 3.9. I can't quite push it over to that, you know, rarefied air of a four out of five, but. It definitely deserves a three point nine because it's it's a movie I'll I'll one of those if it's on I'll probably watch it kind of thing so yep really dug it. I'm going to uh, agree with all you said everything's perfect like um I think this movie was cast perfect and I think I know Tim Allen like you can rub people the wrong way but I think he was perfect for this role because he was supposed to rub people the wrong way. Oh yeah yeah he, he's supposed he, to be this like star that like. Nobody yeah. can really stand, but like except for the people who love him, and the people who love him fucking love him. Yep. But to everyone else, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. So I, I mean, I just I think they did a fucking perfect job casting this movie. I can't think of anyone else I would put in any of the roles. Um, like the, you know, that doesn't happen often. Usually, I'm like, well, they could have changed this person, or they could have changed this. I don't really think they could have done anything different cast wise for this movie. That no, made nothing would have made it better. I agree with you. Um, in the very beginning of the. Uh, the Never Surrender documentary. There's a quote that comes on from um, from a guy, and, he, and he, I can't remember who it was, but he says there's four perfect movies, and like one of them is The Godfather, and like one of them is like another movie that you expect to be there, and then he says Galaxy Quest is number four. Um, <laughs> and I was like, damn. And uh, you know, I started thinking about it more and more. I think about this movie, like this movie, like when it came out, was like for the fans, like. Yeah. It was for the people who like didn't weren't represented well. It's very similar to fanboys in that aspect. Except for, you know, this is Star Trek versus Star Wars. But uh, I mean, this is the best Star Trek movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, yeah, JJ Abrams really said is. that when yeah. he was promoting uh his first Star Trek in 2009. Yeah. He said even in uh, <laughs> the documentary, Damon Lind- Lindelof's in there, JJ Abrams yeah. is in there, Paul okay. Shear is in there. I mean, like everybody's in this documentary right. talking about how great this fucking movie is. Yeah. Um, you know, finding out a lot more of the background behind it also just helps me appreciate it even more. Sure. The stuff that's going on. You know, you have the late Alan Rickman in this movie. Like, it's it's just... And anybody who watches this, even if they go into it like, oh, that's going to be fucking stupid because I don't like this kind of movie. They watch this movie and they're like, oh, this movie's fucking great. Yeah. Like, my wife who doesn't like much of anything like this movie. Like, she usually just tells me I'm immature and I like stupid shit. And so, like, when she liked this, I was like, wow. Um, the the design, the characters, you know, even the CGI for that time frame, like, everything worked. Yes. Um, I, I, I know it's weird because, like, it's not, like, what you think of as, like, your stereotypical, like, great movies. Um, but then again, I did give Idiocracy a five, so... Uh, my my ratings are a little bit different, but I'm gonna give this like a four point seven because okay. I think this is fantastic, and I will watch it anytime it's on. I respect that. Um, and to me, that's what that's you know, like I've always said, my rating of a movie depends on how much of my time I will give to it. Like, right. Right. It doesn't matter comparatively to anything else or genre or anything. That. If if I'm my time is my time, so if I'm willing to give my time to something, it deserves a good rating. Yeah, yeah I'm with you, man. I bu- I buy it. I feel like actually, like thinking back now, Search and Destroy should have got a negative rating because it owes me time. <laughs> oh shit! 
It owes me time. Yeah, like, I can't never get that time back. So, 4.7. Uh, and a pair of three nines. pair of three nines. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, I, I think we can safely recommend this movie to anybody. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, beer and pussy. That's all I need. <coughs> we gotta find ourselves a Smurfette. Smurfette. Mm-hmm. Not some, like, tight-ass middle-sex chick, you know? Like this cute little blonde that'll get down and dirty with the guys. Like Smurfette does. Smurfette doesn't fuck. That's bullshit. Smurfette fucks all the other Smurfs. Why do you think Papa Smurf made her? Because all the other Smurfs were getting too horny. No, 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 not Vanity. I heard he was a homosexual. Okay, well, you know what? Then she fucks them while Vanity watches, okay? Well, what about Papa Smurf? I mean, he must get into the action. Yeah, what he does? He films the gangbang. Later on, he beats off to the tape. First of all, Papa Smurf didn't create Smurfette. Gargamel did. She was sent in as Gargamel's evil spy with the intention of destroying the Smurf village. But the overwhelming goodness of the Smurf way of life transformed her. And as for the whole gangbang scenario, <laughs> I, it just couldn't happen. Smurfs are asexual. They, they don't even have reproductive organs under those little white pants. This was so illogical, you know, about being a Smurf. You know, what's the point of living if you don't have a dick? Damn it, Donnie. Why, why do you gotta get so smart on us? Grandma death. Alright, so, Donnie Darko. Um, let's start with Doug. Doug, what is your rating? All right. Um, I've seen this a bunch of times. It's been a while. So I appreciated today's viewing. And I really did. I'm kind of happy it was the director's cut. I understand. Trust me. We, we connect on, you know, that uh, on your side as leading the episode. But um, having those note pages made a world of difference in understanding what was going on. So um, but I've always dug the movie, even when it was sort of, you know, I remember when I saw it when it first came out, it was sort of like just cool to think it was cool. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could say, yeah, it's a really cool movie. And if you don't understand anything that was going on in it, yeah, um, you know, and you had you had your bragging rights. So, no, I, I, I do really dig this movie. So in the end, it will be a solid four out of five for me, 4.0. Nice. I was going to say the first piece of trivia I found when I was uh, making my notes was... Uh, at the rap party for the film, Seth Rogen and Jake Gyllenhaal agreed that they had no idea what the movie was about. Exactly. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Exactly. So I, I can totally relate to that. But, you know. So, That's yeah. awesome, four, man. 4, four point oh. All yep. right. Joe, where are you at with Donnie? Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed it more now that I fucking took the time to really try to figure out what it was about than just watching it. Um. It's a fun movie. It's good. The cast is great. Uh, like you said, the, everyone's right for the role. The weird dog statue I could do without. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the mongrel baby. The mongrel. Yeah, I could do. I could do without that. He I looked mean, at. He, you know what it looks like? It looks like an altered version of Ms. Marvel's dog. Whatever yeah. that dog oh, yeah. is. It's know? the Greendale human being. <laughs> 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 yes, exactly. Uh, you know. Uh, I, I like fun movies more often than not, just my personal opinion, so that always sways me. And, you know, they did have the whole Smurf scene, which kind of almost saved it in the sparkle motion. <clears throat> but because it's it's still a, a dark movie, no pun intended, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to go like a 3.8. Okay. Respectable. I get it. Still I high. absolutely get it. I mean, I would give it a higher score if it was more fun, but it's just so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is it is a Darko movie. I guess but that is that is still a very respectable score, and I completely. I can't go any lower because the movie's fucking great. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. I completely get where you're coming from, and I'll bet you, I'll bet you, if you, if we threw this out to a hundred people, you'd get a, a wide variety of ratings. Yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. I totally get that. Oh yeah, my my wife fucking hates this movie, and has always hated this movie. So does mine. <laughs> Yeah. It's, oh, mine actually enjoyed it, and like we were talking about earlier today when I was reading that same website that you had, because <laughs> it literally yeah, had, the exact, yeah. had some stars in the background and shit. Oh yeah, 
that the old Danny Darko, what the fuck does this movie mean webpage. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This was, uh, I still love this movie. Um, I hadn't seen it in a while and it was interesting watching this cut of it, but it didn't, it didn't take much away from like my enjoyment of it. It just kind of diluted it a little bit. Um, I, I think it's, it's a thought provoking movie. Um, even if like the plotting is, is sloppy and even if things maybe don't make sense, I, I think there's, it's, it's like being a fan of anything, man. You can do like apologetics on it. Be like, oh no, you know, and there's all this cool, like, I don't know, background stuff that you can continue to watch this movie and, and pick up on. Like there's rabbits hitting everywhere in the movie. Um, there's a Volkswagen rabbit that drives by at a certain ah, point. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, his sister's holding a stuffed rabbit. There's a picture of him dressed as a rabbit. So there's all these, this He was little... holding a rabbit during therapy. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You two should read this rabbit book with me and we should have a fucking book club on it. We should, man. <laughs> I'm in, I'm into it. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's just a lot of fun to be had with this movie, even though it is it is uh, you know serious and and somber and kind of depressing. Um, it's all of that in a hopeful way, like it ends in a hopeful way, even though he's right. he's dying. So um, anyway, all that said, I I give it a four point two. Um, nice. You know, Definitely. it's not not a perfect movie, um, but it's just it's got a lot of spirit and it's uh, got a lot of originality. So. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's funny, you, really quick, you talk about the rabbits everywhere. The the watership down clips aren't in the theatrical release; they're only in the director's cut. Oh so, wow! Okay. Yeah, that's something. A note that I saw. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said, there were there were some redeeming qualities to this cut. Like I wanted to to poo poo all over it, but I got some scenes that I really liked that I had never seen before. So that was that was a plus. Yep. Um, yeah. Also, <laughs> if we're talking about trivia, I can't leave this out of the episode. Vince Vaughn turned down the part of Donnie Darko due to his age, and Mark Wahlberg was interested in the part, but only if he could play it with a lisp. <laughs> oh, God. Like, could you fucking imagine? I Yeah, I can imagine the arrogance on Mark Wahlberg <laughs> thinking he, that he had it nailed with the lisp. That yeah. I mean, I could just think, Marky Mark, how fresh out of Marky Mark land was he when he was offered this role? And then he would be that pretentious about it, that fuckface. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck yeah I'm, I'm really glad neither one of them did that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. them. Me too. <laughs> that would have sucked. Oh, that's hysterical. Uh, All right, guys. You like eggs? <laughs> what? What? You like eggs? Eggs? Do you like eggs? Uh, you, you're losing me on this one, yeah, bud. We're, we're out. What are you supposed to say? Oh, you mean dogs. Oh, Deggs. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like yeah, okay. Well, when he said it the first time in that movie, I didn't understand what the fuck he was saying until I turned the subtitles on. That's anyway. how good my fucking Brad Pitt accent is. <laughs> you still don't know what the fuck I was saying. Yep. And you won't know what the fuck we're saying on the next episode when we do the movie Snatch. Drowning trout. Come pick us up. And Doug. Sharpish. I don't want to fuss. And I don't want to put a bullet in your face, but unless you give me exactly what I want, there will be fucking murders. What's your name? Shoot him. Ooh. Let go of the gun. So... You're obviously the big dick. And that on either side here are your balls. There are two types of balls. There are big brave balls. And there are little mincy faggot balls. These are your last words, so make them a prayer. 
Now, dicks have drive and clarity of vision, but they're not clever. They smell pussy, and they want a piece of the action. And you thought you smelled some good old pussy, and have brought your two little mincy faggot balls along for a good old time. But you've got your parties muddled up. There's no pussy here. Just a dose that'll make you wish you were born a woman. Like a prick. You're having second thoughts. You're shrinking. And your two little balls are shrinking with you. And the fact that you've got replica written down the side of your gun. <laughs> and the fact that I've got Desert Eagle. Point five oh. Written on the side of mine. precipitate your balls into shrinking along with your presence. Now. Fuck off. So, Eric, as the virgin, you get to go first. Alright. Uh, like I said, this was a pleasant surprise, man. I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was British, that's all I knew. And, uh, yeah, like a really weird, quirky role from Brad Pitt. Everybody was was fantastic in this movie. Um, it had that cool sort of pulp fictiony vibe that uh, you know intersecting storyline thing happening, and they did it really, really well. Um, and like I said, you know, as as my first foray into Guy Ritchie's uh, filmography, the dude's got a stamp. Like that that's all you want out of a director is to have his his thing, his take that sets him apart from other people. So, um, I really enjoyed it, man. For me, this movie is going to get a 4.1 out of five. Hell yeah. All right. I love it when we come across movies that one of us haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool to get the reaction of the person who hasn't seen it. It's very cool. Um, so we'll, we'll leave you for last Joe. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything Eric said, this has been a movie that's been on my radar since it came out. Actually, I have to say that Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels for me, I like that movie even more than this, okay? Because that's what got me hooked on, on Guy Ritchie and got me hooked on what I call British gangster movies in general because there's a whole slew of them. Hit me up on the Facebook page because I got a shit ton to give you that aren't Guy Ritchie movies but are as good or even better. So, um, you know, all that said, this is definitely, you know, a when I come across it, it on a channel, it's on, and I watch it. Uh, so this is a solid, very solid 4.5 out of 5 for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into this genre of movie. I love anything gangster, and for some reason, the whole British flair to it also just adds another like they, level of fun. They have a way of doing it, dude, and that's why I'm even saying hit me up for the other movies, folks, yeah. because... They, they just have a way of doing these gangster movies that are so great. They really do. Um, I'm flipped with you, though. This one I do prefer to lock stock, even though they're both okay. fucking... If they're on, I'm watching it. Right. It doesn't matter. Exactly. But I do slightly give the edge to Snatch, um, just because, I don't know, I guess it came to me at the exact right moment in my life. I was just graduating high school when this movie yep. came out, and I watched it a whole bunch. Totally makes uh, sense, man. And then that, and I love the Pikey characters. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and and the Desert Eagle Five O, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I I mean, you guys said it all. There's like there's really nothing wrong with this movie at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't like I can't find one thing that I didn't like about this movie. Um, the casting was all right. The fucking stylistically was awesome. The story made sense. It was you know even the Deus Ex Machina's all like worked perfectly the like the one thing that was like so fucking convenient was Boris walking in but it made sense because he had a diamond right. this is the only fucking place you can sell diamonds so like right they, it was all intentional and that's why it was so good you know yeah I, agree. I mean every everything was thought of when they made this so uh I'm gonna go saw like four or six on this movie excellent nice yeah I mean it's this, worth this it is a folks. great movie yeah, I can't recommend seen this. it. Get on this thing, yeah, definitely. This this is probably one of the of the movies that I get the the most of. Like when I try to recommend it, and they've never heard of it because like yes. a lot of people haven't heard of this movie, and I'm like, exactly, you, you got to go fucking watch this movie right now. Yep. 
Um, this even more than Big Trouble, <laughs> which for me, like those two are like up there in the same category where the movies that no one's ever heard of that they need to watch. But I think I, if if I had to like if I, only, I can only tell people to watch one movie, I would tell them to watch this over Big Trouble. Well, we still owe my friend Pete four bucks because he rented it and he's asking for his money back. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Since we saved him from watching Search and Destroy, he can give us twenty each. All right, that's fair enough. That's a fair split. You're correct. I did because I did, uh, I did get him to not watch that one. Because yeah. if he watched that, then like you know, we really would owe him some money. And some yeah, counseling. And, and we would have lost a listener. Some so. counseling. Yeah. <laughs> that's some counseling. Zorg. Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. It's nice to see you again, Father. Ah, I remember you now. The so-called art dealer. I'm glad you got your memory back. Because you're going to need it. Where are the stones? I don't know. And even if I did know, I wouldn't tell somebody like you. Why? What's wrong with me? I tried to save life. But you only seem to want to destroy it. Oh, Father. You're so wrong. Let me explain. Life, which you so nobly serve, comes from destruction, disorder, and chaos. Now take this empty glass. Here it is, peaceful, serene, boring. But if it is destroyed, look at all these little things. So busy now. Notice how this one is useful. What a lovely ballet ensues, so full of form and color. Now, think about all those people that created them. Technicians, engineers, hundreds of people who will be able to feed their children tonight so those children can grow up big and strong and have little teeny children of their own and so on and so forth. Thus, adding to the great chain of life. Water. Fruit. You see, Father. By creating a little destruction. Hey, Jerry. I'm in fact encouraging life. In reality, you and I are in the same business. Cheers. So it's time. That little ditty, that that long ditty, <laughs> lets us know it's time That's for our ratings. Ditty. So I'm going to throw it to Joe first. Joe, please enlighten right. us. How do you feel about this flick? So this would have been like like last week when I picked Snatch and Doug said he would have picked it. I would have picked this movie had he not picked this movie. So this movie nice. would have got done regardless. Um, and I don't mean that in the other way I normally use regardless. I mean that in the positive manner. <laughs> but, uh, the actual definition of regardless. Yeah. So, uh, you know, going into this movie, I knew what to kind of expect already. I knew kind of where I was going to come out on this one because I've seen it so many times. Um, yeah. I, I would have been, you know, in the in the four range, but probably, you know, lower four. But upon this viewing in this podcast – now that I understand that this is a prequel to Idiocracy, <laughs> like it's getting to get bumped a little bit higher. I'm just saying, right, cool. like, that, that actually improved this movie for me is was figuring out that this is the prequel to Idiocracy. So I'm going to go with a solid four point five. Look at you go! Wow, I dig that. All right, Eric, what do you got? So for me, this movie holds up remarkably well. I mean, visual effects wise, story wise, it's got the right amount of humor. Um, you can see the influences all over this thing. It's just a fun movie, man. And, and the performances, Gary Oldman kills it. Mm-hmm. It is. It it saddens me that he didn't like this movie, <laughs> like after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Because he's so freaking good in it. Um, but yeah, everybody from uh, Mila and Bruce Willis, uh, just for me, it's a really solid sci-fi movie that doesn't feel like it's stuck in the 90s when you watch it. So I'm going to give it a 3.9. All right. I respect that. I get it. Um, yeah. So for me, again, I picked it so we know I'm going to like it. There's no question about that. Um, I, I go back to my points at the beginning of the cast um, I love how stylized it is. I love the costumes. I love the music. I didn't talk enough about the music. The, the, 
the music has a very Arabic vibe to it. It does. And I dig that so much. Oh, um, speaking I, of that, I don't mean to cut you off, but if you yeah. ever, I don't want to forget this. If you go to Spotify, I was starting to listen yeah. to like music from different world, like different parts of the world, and the Arabic fucking channel is one of my favorite ones ever. Oh no, I dig. I definitely dig that. Oh. I, I dig the melodies. I dig the beats. They got I, a I channel do. called Sahara. I'm just telling you right now. Listen to Sahara. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, so again, it, it comes down to the fact that I love, I love that, I love the stylized approach to movies. That's why I brought up, I brought up Edgar Wright, um, and his connect, his possible connection, or at least his borrowing of styles, because like to me, Baby Driver is another one of my favorites, and it's stylized in the same sort of way where the music is so integral to the, um, you know, and the costumes are so integral to the to the plot of the movie. So. I mean, yeah. That that said, it as Eric said, it stands up. Uh, it definitely stands the test of time. So, for me, it's it's a four point two. Um, it, it pops over that four point oh mark by a little bit because I I just dig it. Nice. nice. Yep. Yeah, I would have been right in between the two of you if it wasn't for that, you know, revelation I had. Oh no, I get it. I get it. I understand. <laughs> you you got to bring close moment. to your perfect movie, which is Idiocracy. I yeah. understand. Oh. Yep. God. Yeah. So so, what's next on the docket, boys? Oh damn it! What is next? <laughs> <laughs> we just we had a brief meeting about. Yeah, this we talked about show. it. Oh, Jurassic Park is next. Yes. Speaking of music, fuck. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. This might, might be, be one like, of the best scores ever. Yeah, I was gonna say it might be one of the best scores ever. Yeah. Yep. In. Uh, and and even the the special effects, for a you know what are we talking here? Thirty, almost Long thirty years. Fucking time. Oh my god, um, that that hurt. Yeah, I know. Please trust me. <laughs> I know. I fucking know. Um, but thirty years that the special effects are they still hold up. They still hold up to this day. And I I remember how emotional I got seeing that in the theater with those special effects in 1993. So yeah. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Yeah, yeah movies. Excited. It was like a proving ground for CGI. Like it was. Yeah, really they the first. You know, it it's responsible go for the advancement of special effects in Hollywood because they had to create stuff to get it done. Yeah, yeah. you know, and they, they even made the Ford Explorer technology. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be really cool. I can't wait. Yeah. Good news is that won't be too hard to prep for since we've watched this movie probably collectively a thousand times. Yeah, I would say so. We kind of know it. We kind of know it. Yep. Yep. Um, the best part of that movie for me, and I'll spoil it. I'll spoil it ahead the of the episode. <laughs> it's literally just Jeff Goldblum laughing in the helicopter, going, <laughs> like what a. <laughs> fucking weirdo it's so he's great a treasure he is a national treasure that guy i he get really to do is. another one of my impressions too like hi i'm mr dna <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good that's one of the ones um, i can do yeah and and just really quickly this could of all the jurassic park movies this could actually be the actually only real good one because <laughs> the rest of them are not yeah i mean jurassic um, world was good but you know I don't you know. I, yes. I mean, we, there are park. different levels, but you know, none of them even came close to the now, to now matching. We're, we're going to do all the Jurassic movies, aren't we? No, we're not. Eventually, are we? I don't. We did I don't all the Star so. Wars movies. We, I'll be yeah, a retiree. But, I'll be living in the villages in Florida, Joe. By the time we get to that, <laughs> make it even better. Fuck. Right? I'll do the podcast from my golf cart. Hey, once we've done all <laughs> nine Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> Yeah, we could do that. Which I added you guys. To the, I added them to the drive and then ta- and sent them to you guys today. By the way, all nine of them. Yeah, I saw. I saw. That's cool. Um, yeah. So that's it, boys and girls. That's it. <laughs> you have to get used to Doctor Malcolm. He suffers from a deplorable excess of personality, especially for a mathematician. Chaotician. Chaotician. Actually, John doesn't subscribe to chaos. Particularly what has to say about his little science project. I'll swallow Ian. You've never been able to sufficiently explain your concern. Oh, no, 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 no. Because the behavior of the system is phase space. A load of him is his, a fashion.
questionable number. Doctor Sadler, Doctor Grant, you've heard of you've heard of chaos theory? No. No, nonlinear equations. Strange attractors. Doctor Sadler, I I refuse to believe that you aren't familiar with the concept of attraction. John, before you um, before you rate the film, do, would you do me a favor and rate the length of that um, intro? Uh, it's, uh, it's incredibly long. <laughs> That's what she said. It's, oh, going, it's going on and on. And he looks over at me and goes, "What the fuck?" It's, it's about the it's about the lifespan of a banyan tree. <laughs> yeah. That's forever. That's forever. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I forgot. I got to add baby's kids to the list. Uh, you do, you do. Oh, all right, so John, multiply. John is as our special guest of honor today. We rate all of our movies on a scale of one to five. One being uh, dog shit, five. and five being perfection. Um, what is your rating of Jurassic Park, and why? You can use you can use decimal points. Uh, I'd say I I rate Jurassic Park a four point five. Uh-huh. I think um, I, I I personally uh, don't have a whole lot of nostalgia for it. I definitely watched it bits and pieces I was swept up in the uh, dinosaur craze as a young kid and then I definitely did not watch it all the way through until probably middle school so we're talking over you know 12 years after it came out but it's absolutely a masterpiece it's Steven Spielberg at his uh, you know I don't want to say peak because he's just so good but it, it really is everything that we said it's just such a fantastic film so four four and a half. Four and a half is a damn fine score um yeah, I agree with everything you said. Joe, how do you rate this Banyan tree? <laughs> well, just the fact that this movie had such an effect on my life growing up, and it was just always one of those go-tos for me. The fact that, as you can hear in the background behind us right now, the amazing, amazing score. The fact that it has Banyan trees... And the banyan tree is actually the star of the movie and the safest place in the movie. It's kind of like the home people go to when they really want to, you know, get back in touch and then get snotted all over. <laughs> um, you know, they could have done better than a Ford Explorer, but it made me like the Ford Explorer. The Jeeps are cool. Nedry was cool. Uh, Samuel Jackson's in it. I mean, what is there to not like about this movie? Like, nothing. Like, this movie is fantastic. I mean, yes, it spawned some shitty sequels, but oh. it's not its fault. Like, it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, all that being said, I've given one perfect score in this entire lineage of movies that we've reviewed. And I'm going to stay that way. But I am going to give this as close to that as possible and give it a 4.9. Yes. Nice. Nice. I love yep. that. I love that. Doug. Yeah. All right. I mean, nostalgia, even John, for me, even for me, it's not a nostalgic movie because I was a, you know, I had two kids and it was, you know, it's not something I remember from my childhood, but I do remember the impact it had on me because of the special effects and how good it was. Like I remember sitting in that theater and even as you described, Derek, for me, it was, it wasn't the brachiosaur. That was like my jaw drop. It was the next scene where they mentioned about they, they, they run in herds and there was the herds by the water. And when you watch those, those, the herd and every dinosaur in that herd is doing something different. Yeah. And like one even like spun its head around and sort of like the, did like a dog or a cat and sort of scratched itself on its neck. You know, I, I, that I remember today that it brought a tear to my eye when I saw that. Like I was blown away, and I remember like just when the T Rex grabbed the Raptor, like my arms just shot in the air, <laughs> like <laughs> straight up in the air with this like just absolute elation. So, you know, it, it yeah, everything Joe said, everything John said, it, it's just it is such a good fucking movie, and it's Steven Spielberg's most successful commercial movie. Um, I mean, that thing in in 1993 it made close to a billion dollars. I believe it said this is the movie he made like over a hundred million dollars himself. He was like 150, 180 million dollars yeah. himself, and that's yeah. the most money that any one person has ever made from one movie. Right. Jeez. And it it held the box office record until Titanic. 
So, yeah, uh, you know, and it, and it deserved every penny of that. So I will place this firmly in a 4.7. Nice. Very yeah. nice. And I'm with you, man. Um, when, it, when I talk about this movie, when I think about this movie, this is one of the movies that made me obsessed with movies um, right. as a kid. And it made me obsessed with learning about how movies were made. Um, because it was like seeing a magic show and, and feeling that like gnawing, you know, like I need to know how this was done. Um, because yep. this this looks like nothing I've ever seen before. This looks absolutely real. And that that really started this journey for me, like, you know, into like just learning about special effects and horror makeup and animatronics and like that whole world opened up because of this movie. Um, it was just, it was a huge part of my, my childhood. Um, again, it's one of those that I could watch again and again, and it does, I don't see the flaws in it. Um, it's as close to a, a perfect movie as I've, I, I've got in my collection, you know? And, uh, for that reason, I'm, I'm with Joe, I'm giving it a 4.9 out of five. It is yeah. really, really, yeah. It is really close for me to being a perfect movie. Um, you know, I couldn't ask for better. And this is our highest-rated movie collectively. Yes. I so. No, yes. absolutely, it is. Because even with your five on Idiocracy, I think you know <laughs> we, we sort of brought it down a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, we brought the average down a little bit with some. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, this, this is our high. And hey, you know what? Thinking about the list of movies we've done, it, this is justified. In my eyes, this movie is that good. So. Yeah, I think it's going to probably be our highest rated movie for a while. Yeah, until we do Titanic, right? And then we'll follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Well, listen, um, as always, it, it was awesome to walk down memory lane with some of uh, our favorite and my favorite films. Um, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it, uh, you know, reliving it as much again as I did. And uh, John, thanks for joining us, man. Um, Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a, it was great to have you, bud. Awesome, yeah. Really was. I'm, I was all, I was excited all week, and <laughs> it was really cool. It was no. a great day because we we sat down, we watched the movie together, then we yeah. watched the the movies that made us episode together. Nice. So it was a really cool, just a relaxing, cool day preparing for tonight. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm thrilled that you were here. It's been tremendous. Did you crack a box of wine? No, 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 I left that to the ladies tonight. I'm, no, I actually had a, a couple of beers tonight, regular beers. Oh, shit. John's a beer guy. John, John's a guy that probably knows all the beers you drink and stuff. Like, he's he's very knowledgeable about the craft beers and such. So, nice, and, he, nice. and he likes that. Yeah, he, he didn't get that from me, obviously. He, he gave me, he opened up a, what is it? What was it? That, it's, just, I, it's just an American Pale Ale, and I'm like, oh, this isn't too IPA. Yeah, it's I'll smooth, he goes. Him. I said, let me take a the sip. The face and I, he made. <laughs> and I, I believe said, it. Oh, I'm I'm a little shocked. I was one sip and I burped it up for like two hours. It was so fucking gross, but <laughs> he digs it. So anyway, yeah. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we fucking PBS? Oh, yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I called it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> Are you, though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help. Uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you can either be a friend of the show a friend with benefits we just we could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already yeah and if you uh if you exceed that amount uh you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if if you want not safe for your eyes picks in my case but i'll say for anything picks yeah but yeah guys check out uh patreon.com slash m-o-t-c-u uh take a look at all the different tiers that we're offering lots of cool uh swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick 
the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.